The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Oh, man. Not <laughs> this shit again. Listen, uh, this was our pro- yeah. probably one of our most popular promotions. I'm fucking know, throwing my computer across the room. Uh, the MAPS <laughs> Super Bundle, where we're giving away the No BS six-pack formula, giving it away for enrolling in the, in the MAPS Super Bundle, and giving away the occlusion guide. And what happens... Poor Doug's been Doug exploded. Flood, flooded our, with emails. What is it? Our hosting service? What's it? Uh, Amazon, Amazon hosting service yeah, or whatever? Yeah. Goes down, so our site's all fucked up. Getting all these messages. Just shows you how powerful Well, Amazon it's not is. just us. I know. I, I think you read on the internet right now. There's a ton of It's big, huge. Yeah, it's everyone's huge. kidding. So it lights out today. We're getting tons of messages. People are like, oh, it's the last day I want to enroll. I still want to enroll in that promotion. I can't. Your site is all jacked up. What's going on? Very, very frustrating. Uh, Adam has already pulled out his last remaining 15 hairs. Yeah. We are very upset about this. So here's what we're going to do. Funny guy. We're going to extend... <laughs> I had to do that. We're going to extend this for another 24 hours. So this promotion is going to be going on for one more day. We apologize for the, the fucked up website. Uh, and for, for, for that problem, we're going to remedy it by... Extending this Blame one more Amazon. Day. Blame so, Amazon. One more day. Final day. MAPS Super Bundle Promotion. Get the No BS six-pack formula and the occlusion guide for free. It's available at mindpumpmedia.com. Did you get a bulk uh, order of long dress shirt looking things? Like, are you going to start playing the piano? <laughs> yeah. A bulk order? Tail. Yeah, you're going to start playing uh, like classic piano? No, yeah. when we, uh, we, we, we went down like to, uh, when we went down south, when Katrina and I went down there, I actually had, I haven't been shopping in a while. We went shopping at the, there's, there's some outlets down there, so. And you just said, hey, I'm going to get, I, I was going to get some shirt long ass shirts. Woo-hoo. Yeah, I know. We're, Everybody's wearing them now shirt tails. Woo-hoo. Dang. Yeah. You know what's wrong with them, dude? What's wrong? It covers up your uh, your assets. Great, my great glutes. Yeah. Your assets. Such a shame. I think that's why they got really popular. I think they got popular because they disguise everybody with flat butts. Oh, okay. <laughs> we'll see. You've got the... You've got the assets, bro. I think don't you're wasting it, baby. your yeah. Yeah, That's why it. I go both ways, you know. So I got the, wow. I got the uh, wow long and the short tees. <laughs> oh, the, I thought you meant something else. I'm gonna uh, bring back the midriffs real soon here, where I get in the crop tops, where I <laughs> beautiful, kind of right. right underneath the nipples. All right, I think it's time to give what away. What are we doing right Speaking now? Of give away some shirts, Jeez, you some know regular mesh. size shirts. These people should know how much trouble shirts. Doug is going through right now. iTunes tried to fuck you guys. Whoa. iTunes is no longer putting up our reviews That's in aggressive. order, so Doug literally has to pay somebody to go through these things, find where all these new reviews are, count up total them, then give them to him so he can go through and read them, then pick somebody who we're going to give stuff away to. Also, we can give a free shirt away. So much love, much love to Doug for all his hard work that he continues to do over here, and these are the little things that people don't pay attention to. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate back. that. We had 17 reviews. And we're giving away five shirts, regular size shirts. That's right. Uh, first up, the real Josh Gill, D the Man five five five, first place nineteen ninety, Lonnie Newberry, it's a great and year. Life is Chess. All of you are winners. 
Please send your name, the one I just read, to Mind Pump. What is it? It's iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. <laughs> you just, you, has Doug been hitting the you Vegas? See, uh-huh. The new guy. No, it's, it's, a con- the new guy it's a contact high. <laughs> you walked so, into a hot box. It's iTunes at mindpumpmedia.com. Send your shirt size and your shipping address. We'll get that right out to you. Thank you. We love you. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts. Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. I can envision myself spinning around in a circle, balancing on my fucking back tire of my BMX. Dang. You know what? I had I had like a white bike with white pigs and then like bright green tires. Damn. It was epic. Did you? So, so like, it sounds like the, the Mongoose, Mongoose GT back It could then. be, but Ooh. I was working out. Have, it was BMX. I was working out was, this morning, and I could have swore the station that they had on. Guy. The station that they had on that we were lifting, list, lifting to was shitty 80s music. Not 80s music, shitty 80s music. Here's one of the songs that was on. I don't know if on. you could really, you know, say that. Because it's all shit. I know, you just, because you were cracking on my Scent of an Angel, but, and I thought, without, how could you say listen that? To this it means something, I, so, so I, I play that now when I walk in. It's dear to my heart. When right. I walk into the gym, I play that. I want to yeah. see if you guys remember this song, right? Like it may be shitty, but all I right, love it. All right, shut the fuck up. Listen. Oh, my God. Listen. You're so aggressive. Listen. Yeah. Nothing yet? Ready? This is like coming to America with no. Eddie Murphy. You guys don't remember this? You have the longest setup for these things. Yeah. Remember this? No. Who's Johnny? She said. Remember that? Wait, wait, wait. Oh. Shut up. You don't remember that? Nobody's ever heard this song in their <laughs> fucking <Bro>. life. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> this was fucking the shit. That was not even a thing. No. Yes, it was. Dude. Nobody knows that it song. It was El DeBars, the same guy who sings Rhythm of the Night. <laughs> <laughs> You remember that? It, it <laughs> the was the most a... unknown song he's ever sung ever. Bullshit. <laughs> Bullshit. You know it's funny. The rhythm of the when night. You, you guys remember that? Hey, that back one. When, no, I don't know that. You know song. what's up, dude? Back when At you all. back when you were cool, you were not cool. Oh my god! <laughs> Who listen, knew that? Listen here, you fuck heads. Do you guys don't remember this song I right here? If I ever wanted to pull for a... listen. Okay, yeah, I remember yeah, that. Yeah, I remember no, that. Okay, it's that guy. Okay, so yeah, yeah I know so that song, yeah, that, but not the other one. That's you know, I would consider him I didn't a one. He had other songs, right? He would be a one-hit wonder. In my. Yeah. <laughs> that's like saying the Macarena guy's you, other song he came up with. Exactly. Nobody ever fucking knows. Nobody knows. Nobody listen, knows. Nobody knows. Listen, let me tell you. Sal finds one-hit wonders and then becomes big fan. No, let me explain to you guys why I'm like, cooler than you. If it was like Rico Suave, <laughs> yeah, let's, or like, let's hear this. Uh, can you listen to my uh, fucking thing? Science Maybe me, please. I'd be with you. On can that. you listen to my thing? Right science me. We'll listen all okay. day. I am always listening. I'm gonna tell you why I'm cooler than you guys. This is this is true now, by the way. This is a fact. This is a hypothesis. This is a fact because hypothesis is true. Because there's a study. Let's be scientific. I'm just kidding about that. But we're gonna be scientific about okay what defines cool one of the main things that defines cool is that whatever whoever's cool hmm. doesn't realize or think they're cool like they're just know. cool according to so that, i have no cool. fucking idea that i'm cool yeah. therefore i'm cool so that according to <laughs> this is the latest i do like this theory <laughs> i do like this theory a little so, bit a so, little bit i do and you guys think because it makes cool. a little bit of sense and you guys no, think I, you're hella cool but you're not it's not a i don't think i'm cool contest i don't think i'm cool at all yeah. which means i am well well, maybe <laughs> maybe we went we went through this process that you're going through already a long time ago. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. No. Maybe we realized a long. All right, time listen, ago, like, fans. Hey, we weren't. Kind of <laughs> listen, fans. This is what I want you to do. I want you to go to, to Instagram <laughs> and go to Mind Pump Radio, and I want you to vote 
Who's the coolest? On who's the fucking coolest? The cool factor. Who, hey, who's the coolest? Justin, that, see now you make Justin has to make a meme now, or has to make a That's like a, a Photoshop. Thing. I want you to make a meme. Yeah. Why so would you do that? Guess. You already know we always lose to Justin. No, it's not even that. Like Adam's the one that's all the fashion. No, it doesn't matter, bro. We already I already know what will happen in this situation. <laughs> it depends on People your definition of cool. <laughs> People feel bad. People feel bad for Justin. <laughs> it is like Justin plays the pity card all the time. Yeah, what do you mean I play the pity card, dude? I got no pity. It's that people are like, oh yeah, you're not a douchebag. No, yeah. Hey, cool. You know what reminds you me? Know? Like it's great. Yeah, it's refreshing. So, so it's refreshing so the, when somebody it's doesn't not like fair. It's not fair. We're at the disadvantage. We, Every he gets all the fat time, people. You know We're at a disadvantage. Like, like, oh my god, I'm so great. Hey, hey, did you know I'm great? I'm fucking you great. Know, did know. you talk about how great I am? I'm great. All right, so let me let me tell you. What did I, so, I tell you that I'm no, great? No, listen. No, wait. This, remember when I was great? Just you're great. I, I'm great. Here's what happened. So the UK did this poll, this online poll, to name this huge ship, and it was a poll online, and people had to vote or you know uh, put out what they thought the name should be. The winner. For the name, which they had to name the boat, was Bodie McBoatface. <laughs> because people online what? are like, this is a joke. We should all vote for Bodie the joke. McBoatface. Therefore, uh, Justin wins the polls. That's great. What? What? <laughs> Just, Come on. <laughs> Justin's the equivalent of uh, Bodie McBoatface. I'm Bodie McBoatface. Uh, you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, Sal. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, God. We know what happens. Oh, we know your, we know the reality. Me and Adam have to talk our well, yes, we were not natural. even that. You guys are so like dramatic. We're so beautiful. I know, and but you, like, we're going to lose still. If you we're guys were just like a little more humble, you know? <laughs> no, that's like, not it. It would be easy. I'm that's what, you guys would rake it in. In fact, you know I'm, what I mean? I'm so humble. It's what makes me so attractive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, my, it's my humbleness. See, I love that's that my about you guys. I love that. I just don't know. I just don't know if the general. You know, public feels the same way. Do you way. think? Do you think that the listeners? Think who do you? That who me do you, and Adam are the most. I wonder who's the most. I was just going to say, who do you think is the most uh, like opposite of how they're perceived? Right by like. Oh, I know these are all characters on the show, by the way. Yeah, well, yeah, totally. Bullshit. No, I, I do I, CrossFit I, after, after work every day. I, yeah. You know who I would like you to? I would like to take a poll of people that who have actually uh, listened to the show and then like met us, like either at a seminar or met us afterwards. And who they think is more different than what they that listen to. That would be interesting, huh? That would be interesting to yeah. me. Like, who surprised them the most Like when they met? Like, oh, I thought he was going to be more like this. Or I You're going to win that. Why do you say that? Because you... You're a lot nicer in person. Yeah, everybody, you're everybody thinks you're, asshole everybody thinks you're like an asshole. Mike. Yeah, yeah you're just crazy. <laughs> everyone's like, yeah, man. He just like goes places. Yeah, everyone's like, you're man. Like, whoa. Man, I said hi to Adam, yeah. and he like, said, Adam is, that's not he said like hi you. back to me. <laughs> Shut I up. thought he was going to talk shit yeah. and make News fun of me. Newsflash, Adam yeah. actually cares about people. Yeah, I don't yeah, know yeah. if you knew that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because it doesn't come across like that. You guys both jumped to that really quick. You both think that, huh? No, I do. No, I do. We're joking. I do. I think, so here's what makes me laugh is in public when I meet people in public that listen to the show yeah because you know how my memory works. I have a photographic memory, but I don't have any control over it. I can't like just randomly. <laughs> oh, people want you to. So people ask you. Like, Sal, could you tell me a study that's related to? And... Yeah. yeah, people yeah. ask me some hard, like some question. I'll be like, I don't yeah. know, man. You got <laughs> it's outside me. Outside of my wheelhouse. You got me, yeah. and they're like looking at me yeah. like, I thought you were because we screen things. <laughs> we you, screen things I, that you know that you you're versed in. Or I'm like, I thought you knew stuff, and I'm yeah. like, I only know but, shit but you that sound I know. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know shit that I don't. You know. Sound, you sound very awesome on yeah. this podcast. So I don't. I don't. I don't know. Well, something that I I actually think that uh, we're going to do um, in the next year or so because I think it's only fair. Some of my favorite podcasts, like the Joe Rogans and the you know uh, Louder with Crowder, like. 
these guys have a person who is a like fucking Google whiz who sits next to them and they're they're Google whiz and they're intelligent people and, and they're, they're like, confirm everything that yes and they're just bullshit up right there yeah and their job is to literally get on the internet and surf whatever we're talking about currently and pull up articles and yeah shit. And pr- pull up articles I'm like holy shit if I had that in front of me this would be this would make my job so much easier because a lot of the stuff that we talk about like sometimes you guys say something I'm like oh my god I haven't even thought about that in uh-huh. so long I got to go back now I got and then I got to remember it then I got to articulate and then I actually have to do it without making up a word yeah I mean that's just a <laughs> <laughs> a lot of shit going on in my brain all at one time. You know what I'm saying? Like, Can we have if that I had there any, to read? Yeah. Oh my an, God, what a resource. An internet geek yeah. next to me who's Whoa. spelling it out for me. Well, fuck, of course We're all I would, shooting from the hip here. I wouldn't make up words. Can Jesus we have, Christ. Can we please, Do you understand can that we, we're all shooting from the yeah, hip? Yeah, can we please make a an Adam's guide or Adam's vocabulary guide <laughs> we with all of the words you've made up. 100%. That would be so Adam's awesome. No, dictionary. what would be awesome is if someone actually has gone through all of them there was like these little blurbs. Because yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> over a course of 450 Adamisms. episodes. Adamisms. I've almost done it for a full no, episode. It would yeah. be like a whole episode. My of favorite one, we have to name our favorite ones. Okay. My favorite Adam word, it's not a bad, it's not a word that he made up. It's a word that he used wrong. Over and over and over and over and over and over again. Which okay. one is it? When right. you would talk about someone who's an aspiring trainer. Oh, yeah. You would say inspiring, aspiring, aspiring. Inspiring. Aspiring. Oh, my favorite. God damn it. And I just didn't say anything for so long because it, so, it was so basic. You have to do it. Yeah, it was so amazing. Yeah. Justin, do you have any favorites? Um, I mean, I love library. But yeah, library. Like, uh, that was a, a meme made on the forum not too somebody long Somebody made that. Yeah, they so, did. Yeah. Library? Li- library. I, I pronounce words wrong all the time because I never heard them spoken. I just read them. Yeah. And I say them like, uh, what was the one? My I girl- just love how he just like like blazes through the last part of it. It's what not. It's like if you come up with a, with a really long word right now. Do you remember when we interviewed uh, Dictionary? Be like, when we interviewed uh, what's his name? Ian Badejo. What's his first name? <laughs> when, I, when I said Brendan, Bud- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Part you know, part of it's it I can't like explain. Really part of it I can't explain. Yeah. Part of it, the part that I can't explain is how it just happens naturally sometimes. But then there are times where I'm like. Fuck! I can't pronounce that. I'm just gonna blend it all together really fast, and it'll come out the same way. It, it, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't that great of an episode. Right but you have to listen to just the intro, and that was like, oh, we're, here we are. This was an early episode, so it's back in the day. He's like, oh, well, we're sitting here with my friend Brian, and he just, <laughs> I'm, and he just, whoa, I, I well, let's me, me and Jay, the whole me and Justin time. Hey, Abendejo, Abendejo is I not. Uh, yeah, Ian Badejo is not the easiest thing to pronounce. For sure, Brent, Fair enough. Brendan does not have an easy, and I, he's a buddy of mine who I've talked to many of times and heard to say. So I, you know, when I'm talking, I'm announcing it, and I'm like in my head, I'm going like, "Oh fuck, is it Ian? Ian? Ivan? I? Oh shit! Let's just put it together. Let's just mix it up. Let's just mix it with the front and the back, and then we'll squeeze it together, and then just keep going, and then hopefully only the really smart people pick up yeah. on no, it. Nothing like a little front <laughs> to back, if you know what I mean. Yeah. My favorite is when we include. My favorite is the people that that think I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We'll include a word like we're trying to sound smart and like you know, like combo against your your like uh, study that you're presenting or whatever. And we're just like, oh yeah, mitochondria. Yeah, exactly. We have to use mitochondria somewhere yeah. or oh. flex, flex capacitor. Yeah. Flex capacitor, yeah. like super confidential. You know, dishes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of those. Bring the bird. being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. 
Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. It's the motherfucking claw. The eagle has landed. All right, first up is Tommy Terrian. He writes, I'm going to read the whole thing. He's here. from the land of Tommy. <laughs> I'm 25 years old. I've been okay. lis- lifting <laughs> since I was 17. I've never had a personal trainer, but I've made a lot of progress. I feel like I'm stuck in my fitness journey. How much will the MAPS programs help me if I start doing MAPS? Keep in mind, I'm not in it to compete or anything. I do what normal 25-year-olds do. I drink about two times a week, altogether about 10 to 15 drinks, beers and mixed drinks. I tend to eat clean Monday through Thursday. Then I try to be as consistent as I can be, but some bad foods are I love the this. Weekend. This yeah. reminds me so, of myself right here. Yeah, this well, could this could it not be sounds like an infomercial waiting to happen. Here well, we go. <laughs> no, like this literally this sounds like me as a twenty five year old trainer who is like who literally okay, so turn to steroids as the answer that could not figure out like why I couldn't get my physique to the next level. And I was certain at that point because I felt like I had tried different types of workouts and training a certain way. And, you know, I understood what was good for me and bad for me. And I, w- I ate dialed Monday through Friday. Saturday and Sunday, I would drink or eat off the menu plan or whatever. And I was in good shape always as a trainer, but I never found that elite shape. And deep down, I wanted to be in that magazine cover shape shape and I couldn't put it together like why I was not and my answer which is why I'm very passionate about speaking about this with people on the show was was anabolics because I thought that's what I needed to do because I, I everybody I knew at that level was taking them and so oh that must be the difference between me and them must be they're taking anabolics and I'm not and so once I did that and I was completely wrong no you will be blown absolutely blown away at the difference proper nutrition and good yeah. good exercise programming will do for you. So let's go back for a second. Let's analyze what he said. He eats very clean. We don't know what that means, but let's just assume he eats a good diet for his body Monday through Thursday. That literally he means- washes his food. That literally means almost half the time he eats shitty food. Yeah. On a, Monday through Thursday means Friday, Saturday, Sunday, so three days out of the week- he eats probably crappy and drinks al- alcohol. So, right away, if 60% of the time you're doing the right thing. And even if it's not crappy, it's less clean or less good in his. In he his, already said he drinks, yeah. he, you know, he enjoys himself. I, he's 25. My bet is it's, he doesn't pay attention and eats whatever he wants, especially if he's super strict Monday through Thursday. So, consider you're eating very well 60, 60, 65% of the time. The rest of the time, you're not eating well. That's not. And you're not. Your your body's gonna reflect that. And you're admittedly admitting that you are admittedly saying that you drink every single week, yeah. once or twice a day. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which alcohol is a whole nother it's not mon- a performance enhancement. Yeah, well, alcohol is a whole nother monster because alcohol does not provide any benefit. Like at least some bad food, it's or fun. at least some it helps you get laid. Eat at least some of the food that we know out there is not ideal for the body. Still has some benefits. You get some yeah. things from these foods. Alcohol, you ain't getting shit. Mm-hmm. You ain't getting. Sh- I mean, wine. What antioxidants? Get the fuck out of here. Drink like some grape juice. Yeah, you're not getting. <laughs> you're not getting juice. anything Bitch. beneficial from those extra those calories. Those are wasted calories. They're not only wasted calories, but just alcohol is just. I mean, it. it, it uh, the odds that you're going to eat a bad meal after drinking 
drinking alcohol are very high. Happens to me, yeah. guaranteed. Uh, if I'm going out and I'm drinking and partying, odds are the next meal I'm going to eat are going to be is going to be not something that I well, probably this, are good for me. This point in in this, in his life is I remember like we we always talk about on the show like uh, paradigm shattering moments, right? Where we like made this huge transition in either the way we ate or how we trained or how we taught clients, like. This was a major paradigm shattering moment for me was where he is at in his life was, you know, being honest with himself that, hey, I, I let go a couple days out of the week. I, I dialed in during the week and I can't put it together. Why the fuck I can't get in the shape? And is it your program? Is your program going to give me like, and no, it won't. Like, I'll be the first to tell you that, you know, you just switch from what you're doing and you just go, oh, is maps going to get me shredded? Like, no, that's not our pitch at all. And it'll never be our pitch. Like, you first have got to get that other piece figured out. And I didn't put it together until back then, which was way before Fitbit came out. We had the body bug, which was the the first like official legitimate fucking, you know. It uh, measured how many calories you burned. Yeah, and it was accurate. It, and was, it was relatively accurate. Yeah, yeah, 90. It was in the 90s. It was, pretty, it was the was first more tool. More accurate than most tools well, that are out there. Well, right before that, yeah. okay. Before, before that, it was a guess. Well, let's yeah. talk. No, let's talk. Let's talk fucking numbers yeah, and science. Uh, before meters, that, you know, the like highest tool was rated at about 65% accurate. Okay. So it was, it was it was light years ahead. Exactly. It so was. body bug comes out and it's in the 90s. That's a huge difference in how precise what this thing. What was great was was seeing that and then seeing actual calorie burn when you're doing these like cardiovascular yes. type and workouts where like you're on your treadmill, your treadmill's telling you one thing based on your heart rate versus, you know, what the with the uh, uh, what's it called again? The bod. Well, this is what opened my eyes so much was seeing that this huge body discrepancy body. in what I thought Damn it. was uh, helped me on that. You know, not that bad of a day in comparison to what I was doing the rest of the week. So Monday through Friday, I was dialed. I was eating well. I was training hard. Saturday, Sunday, I would let off the throttle. I wouldn't, if I were to take a day off the gym, it would be one of those days. If I was not going to count food or calories, it would be on those days. But when I did and when I was tracking, I realized, holy shit, Monday through Friday, when I'm working, I'm moving so much more. Then in addition to that, I'm training hard. Plus, because I'm doing those things, I'm also more careful about what I eat. And then on Saturday and Sunday, when I just say, fuck it, I'm not going to pay attention to that. I was over-consuming, and I was not moving enough, and I wasn't training. All of that added up, and it wasn't Perfect enough. Storm. It wasn't enough to make me fat. It wasn't enough to make me not in shape. It was enough to keep me from getting to the next level right. of fitness. It was, and you know, here's the last thing. Here's a, the second part to this: if you address your nutrition, which is very important, and really, rather than being super strict Monday through Thursday, and then going off the rails Thursday, uh, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what's a better option is to eat. You know, better every day. Not perfect because you're going to go on and off. That'll mm-hmm. throw you on and off. Just eat better most of the time. Just average out to eating better all the time. Well, let, and and what, but I do want to talk about programming because here's the deal. Well, before you go there, let's keep giving free advice first. So the first thing that I did for this, per, what I did for me was like, okay, I didn't try and like fool myself and think like, oh, I'm also going to quit out, quit partying, quit ever having a pizza on football Sundays, quit doing all these things and just be like perfect like I started real what I connected was hey if I really had a craving for a burger I really had a craving for pizza it would probably serve me more beneficial to have that on a Tuesday after a day that I trained 10 clients squatted heavy weight and then afterwards I some of my calories went to something like that 
And I, it would serve me better if on Saturday, instead of that being my consistent day that I didn't work out, I always trained on the weekends and I took a day off during the week instead when I was really mobile. These type of things already will start to make a better change. Now, you want to keep this in mind because people are going to hear that and they're going to say, what's the difference? The calories add up to the same at the end of the week. And you're right. They do. But here's the difference. When you're pairing higher calories to more activity – you're typically busier on that day. You're going to, believe it or not, uh, there are some studies that show that you'll still eat a little bit less. When you're pairing high calorie, eat whatever I want to days when you're lounging around, statistically speaking, you're probably going to eat more. Probably for a number of different reasons. Like you're sitting around, you've got more to do, yep. you've got more time to eat out. Like, So the reality is what ends up happening is when you pair your higher calorie days to your more acti- active days, you tend to do less damage anyway because you tend to eat a little less. So there's a psychological component you want to keep in mind, and that's what uh, that's what uh, you know Adam discovered with his uh, with his nutrition. Now that all being said, will pro- I'm not even going to talk about maps because uh, we've talked about maps enough. We talked about how it's programmed enough. Let's just talk about proper programming because I can 100% tell you uh, with full confidence that our programs are programmed out expertly. The difference between a poorly programmed workout that's executed consistently versus a well-programmed program that's executed consistently. So both of them are done consistently. One is just shitty programming and one is really good programming. The difference between the two is night It's a stark contrast. It's yeah. not a little bit of a difference. It's a massive difference. Right. It's the difference between I'm not progressing to holy shit, I'm progressing on a consistent basis. It's the difference between... I, I look the same for months to in 60 days, I have yeah. a before and after You're picture. only going to get so far when you, you know, consistency is literally the only sort of metric that you're holding on to. And that's obviously we've stressed that enough to where like a consistent program is going to beat no program any day of the week. However, now, now that you've gotten to that place, now taking that a step further and like applying like a proper program into your protocol, like you're going to have that same response that you did going into just the consistency factor. So you just have to look at these as levels and steps uh, of progression. It makes a huge difference. Like do what you're doing now. Don't change anything. I'll make this challenge all day long. Uh, Take your workout and replace it with better programming. And boom, you're going to respond. Even if you didn't change anything else. Now, of course, uh, that that doesn't take into account if you have a completely horrible diet and sleep schedule and all that stuff. But let's just say everything's around normal. All you do is change your workout and make it more uh, effective and efficient in terms of its programming. You're going to get results. I mean, uh, I, I'll never forget switching my programming from body part split to full body, just basic. This is even before I really understood the intricacies of you know the kind of program that we put into our programs. Just doing that alone... I literally added something like 10 to 15 pounds to most of my lifts the first week. It blew me away. And this was, I was already had been training for a long time. Yeah. It blew me away to what I would go to the, I would go lift and I'm like, whoa, that's, that's 15 more pounds than I lifted last week. I haven't had a strength gain that quick since I first started lifting weight. So programming makes a tremendous, tremendous difference. Unfortunately, the fitness industry, which is driven by the supplement industry, 
has completely hammered into people's minds that programming doesn't mean much, and it's all about yeah. uh, diet it's and supplements. Food timing. It's, it's all about diet and supplements and bullshit. And the reason why they do that is because that's what they can sell you. Yeah, there's not a lot of money in selling programming. No. Uh, unfortunately, that's what we do. But there just isn't. There's way more money in supplements. But the reality is, exercise pro- programming, huge, huge impact. Amor Fati. Which lifting sport do you consider the most athletic? So we have to pick a lifting sport, not a sport that incorporates some lifting, like a sport so what that are the lifting sports. Olympic lifting, Olympic lifting, power lifting, kettlebell sport, kettlebell. What, what else? else? What else would be up there? Strongman, strongman. Um, what else? I would say my. I would say that this has changed for me. Really? Yeah. I. I, I in the past, I would probably say Ollie. Olympic lifting, yeah. I guess I would, you could throw CrossFit in there. I, yeah, no, you could throw CrossFit in there. Um, I and they could, and honestly, a CrossFit athlete would would definitely rank up here in my top three, probably. Of course, I would. I would not. You know, as much as we talk shit about CrossFit as a way of getting healthy and in shape for people, I don't deny the the elite of them are not some of the most elite fucking athletic or all the way around athletic overcomers people. of damage. Yeah, well, we have to first of all, we have to define. The metric here. So let's just yeah. What is most say, most athletic? Yeah. So let's what's just most say this. Ath- yeah. What's most athletic to, to, to all here of us? Here it goes again. There's yeah. your mouth getting lazy again. Here's what we have to. Okay. Here's a good metric. Let me know if you guys if you guys agree with this. Okay. Sure. If we took, let's just say we took a good athlete in each of these sports, in each of these lifting sports, okay. and then we put them into different sports: football, basketball, uh, swimming, you know, baseball, track mm-hmm. and field. Which lifting sport athlete would generally do better in all of the sports? That's the metric that I want to use. That, I don't know if that you okay. You, I think you need to narrow that down a bit because well, you, I'm going to say can't. Olympic lifters. I I, I I think I'm I think I'd be right with you. I think a top Olympic lifter would no. do better in most of the sports. No. Hyper responsive, no, flexible, no. and Explosive. like power on command. Power on command. I'll, I'll I'll challenge you with the CrossFitter then. No. Because you you just say that and you mentioned swimming and stuff like that like you you can't put an endurance stamina yeah you can't put a stamina endurance sport in there and think that uh, Olympic lifter is going to be great that they're you, they're trained yeah, but for but now you're watering down so everything. you so you think a CrossFit a CrossFit athlete a top CrossFit fit uh, athlete would do better. Or have all, more all, stamina. So let's do this all around. Than a, than a okay, sport this is athlete? a bullshit argument. No, I think that's who I think is number one. Down. So think, I didn't get a chance to say oh, why okay. this has changed. Uh, okay, for me. I would I would argue a you know with now with my knowledge of kettlebell sport which I had very little you know a year ago and I have just a little less than very little now hmm. I feel like a kettlebell sport athlete would probably be in my opinion the most athletic because of all the attributes that it encompasses of being an elite level like and their my, pro, and their programming superior. exactly yeah. so they actually have smart to endurance power like articulation of skill like body mechanics yeah. proprioception all those things i think power are on at, command. if you are an elite of all those categories like if we were to go olympic lifting power lifting kettlebell sport crossfit and pick the number one See, guy in all of them and they all have equal athletic I agree. skills and they're all i would have picked if, if I and I said, okay, who is you got? You got to pick one guy on your team, and you're going to go play all sports, mm-hmm. not knowing what that's going to be, not knowing his specific talents, but you get to pick a, an ath- an athletic body, mm-hmm. and you get to pick from those sports. I would pick the guy who is the primo uh, kettlebell sport guy to be my right hand guy because I would think that I his. Could, I could see that argument. 
Yeah, I would say between the Olympic lifter and the kettlebell sport guy. The kettlebell sport guy. Problem with the Olympic lifter is stamina. I'm going. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna fuck you up in all the endurance and stamina yeah, things. Yeah, I don't know about that though. Uh, I mean, it, it, it. Yes, yes. Yes, there's some Olympic lifters. But, but there's not enough of them that can right. that could that I could see that I could say, hey, I'm gonna. But get, could they adapt to it in a reasonable amount of time that you're gonna train? You them don't have that time. That you're yeah. taking. You're taking you're this guy straight straight over, and you're gonna go this. play basketball, right. baseball, football, swimming, soccer. You're gonna go do those kettlebell sports. You're right because it'll have that endurance factor that's already built. It's got a little the, bit of everything the at the elite level. That's yeah. what and, I feel and, like. And the reason why I think they would, I be- feel like it's more controlled and it's it's more uh, you know an expression of all those different attributes in comparison to CrossFit, where you know I feel like things get less mm-hmm. uh, you know like specific you know as far as the skill set is concerned. Well, like the it problem- gets well, watered a- down as far as like you know like how you're going to kind of maneuver your body into that. Position. So they find ways to cheat around it versus like expressing the skill at its highest level. And here's yes. here's and here's yes. what you also want to consider. By the way, this is why it's a tough. You thing. should explain what he just well, said. I th- think it's a very good point. Well, I will in a second. But this is why this is a tough thing to do. Is if you look at the top, uh, I don't know, 160 pound Olympic lifter in the world, you are going to find a uh, an elite specimen of a human being over CrossFit and kettlebell sport and all these other things. And I'll tell you why. Because Olympic lifting is worldwide, and there's just a lot more people who do it. Kettlebell sport is a small sport. But if all things are equal, if we have the same access to the same amount of people, the same kind of money being spent, and the same kind of whatever, I think, Adam, you make a great point. Mm -hmm. Because And the reason why CrossFit's not up there is because I have yet to see CrossFit programming that is anywhere near as scientific as Olympic programming or even kettlebell sport programming. Like Mike Salemi... Who I know he's not representative of the of the sport in terms of his programming, but he is, I think, ranked number one in his category in 2016. If I'm not mistaken, he was ranked number one. Mike Salemi's programming and the way he approaches his programming is brilliant. Yeah. The guy is, I would 100 percent classify. You see the level him. of detail. He's a master trainer uh, along those along those lines. A master trainer for sure. Yeah. And I, I know one when I see one. Yeah, and it's yeah. not even comparable to your top CrossFit athlete. Yeah, and I see how he applies his I know you would never like to like admit that, but like that's something we're seeing. Yeah, and I have yet to meet, uh, you know, uh, I, I haven't seen any kind of programming like that come out of CrossFit. I've seen Olympic lift, of course, Olympic well, lifting. Well, even if has you brilliant even if you have great programming, you're also you're also asking um, like with CrossFit you're asking these guys to spread out over gymnastics, power, Olympic, endurance, sprinting, running. Like there's so many different modalities. Well, some people would argue that that would make them better. Though. No, well it would, and that's why in the past, and that's why I was challenging you guys early that you know, hey, CrossFit guys are going to be pretty badass all together for in, sure. some, in so many areas. That's why. It wouldn't be a, a you know it would be a decent pick if we all had to pick right in order and let's say we rolled the dice and I get to pick first and I go kettlebell sport guys you know there'd be a good argument for you guys to to be rushing for the the uh, CrossFit guy yeah. because he more than likely he's going to have a pretty good balance of a lot of different things because he's become a, a you know he w- hasn't quite become a master. In all, each one of those individually, but he's become at the elite level yeah. or pretty damn good in all of these areas yeah. and arenas that would contribute you to consider yourself as most athletic. But athleticism and health is totally different, and I think that's where so many people get crossed up with how they should train themselves. Is you know, athleticism is this like it's an extreme pursuit. Yes, and mm-hmm. and it's an expression of you being able to take these different. 
uh, attributes like strength and power and endurance and expressing them at the highest level. And that's totally different than, hey, I'm somebody who wants to look awesome or feel awesome or be really healthy. For the rest of my life. Which is, yeah, exactly, yeah. which is about 90% of the population. You know, there's, I'm not talking to somebody who's listening right now and they see themselves as the primo CrossFit guy or the primo Olympic lifter guy. Like, dude, you have your own goals and visions of what you see and that's a specific thing that requires specific type of programming for yes. that exact adaptation. And, and you know what was uh what was eye opening for me as a as a teenager was I met <clears throat> I forgot who it was, damn it. I wish I could remember, but I met an ex pro football player. So this was a uh, who was it? Oh, I can't remember his name, but he played pro football fifteen years before. So he'd been fifteen years out, right? And so he wasn't old. By any means, I think he was in his 40s, right? But the guy was walking funny because he had you know, messed up knees. He told me he has to take painkillers every morning when he wakes up. He told me all the problems he has. And we had this conversation and he said, he goes, oh yeah, he goes, I don't, there's not a single one of my peers that pr- played high-level sports, including other sports like basketball, that aren't, you know, have limitations now with their mobility and their movement and their health. And it made me really realize, and this I challenge all of you, look at all your professional sports, all your elite high-level competitors in different sports, and look at them after 10, 15, 20 years after they left the sport. And what you're going to find is a lot of poor health. You're going to find a lot of problems. Across the board. Across the board. Across the board. And this is because training and competing, or at least training to compete at that high level, is not healthy. It's extreme. And there's a definite, definite trade-off. And again, I'm not saying you yeah, shouldn't. You're pressing the boundaries, though. I mean, that's that's your whole pursuit is to yeah. be at your utmost in performance and your optimal level of performance. And anything like if you just compare it to like driving a car, like you're going to be redlining that entire process that you're driving the car. Think about the lifespan of your engine as you're redlining through every single turn, every single mm-hmm. like straightaway I mean, it's just a matter of like, all you think of as an athlete is like, how can I optimize my performance in this particular arena, in this particular aspect of like movement or what I need to do to improve my response here. And it's always at a really high level versus like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, can, can I sustain? Yeah. This is, can it's I a, sustain? It's, an this important, is, it's a hard question. It's a very, very important point to make. So that's, I think that's why we kind of spent some time on that part. Yeah. Bring on the next one. Bring it on, Doug. Mofo Lolo. Mm, Mofo uh, Lolo. Adam's, Adam's uh, cousin or something? Mofo Lolo. Mofo Lolo. Is it better to work out once a day or do reps throughout the day? This is. Let me tell you why I like this question. I love it when the answer to questions is both. Yeah. Or, yeah. Both. Do well, both. I wish there was. I actually wish there was a little more studies done on there this. There are. There well, are some studies. There, oh, no, I know there are studies. Okay, it's half of what is <laughs> why the trigger ses- <laughs> trigger session is involved in all of our programming. Why we believe in frequency. Uh, but here's the thing, though. I wish that I I would argue that it has it may be more important than we think. I think that when I, I, I when I, I put together the frequency thing, mm-hmm. it was such a dramatic change in my body huge. that it made yeah. me go, whoa, I, maybe we've got this 
so backwards that not enough people know that what a game changer just that concept alone is. When you train when you train once in a day and you do a full workout, your your goal is to create a, a decent amount of damage to that's your body. It. That's all you focused on. That's it. And the signal that you're sending is a repair, rebuild, and overcompensate signal. But that's not the only signal mm-hmm. that your body will receive that tells it to that can tell it potentially to build muscle. The other signals just include Frequency of movement, and uh, you know, some trainers have called it greasing the groove. I know Pavel talked about greasing the groove, and yeah. other sports will, t- will like Olympic lifters will do this. Well, they'll grab a very, very sub, you know, uh, max weight, you know, like a very lightweight, and they'll just practice yeah. technique over and over and over just again. The technique is the skill of it. It's it just is. the repetitive patterning of what's being established. They're both very important. Look, I have a friend of mine who she's going to compete in her first bikini competition. And one of her goals along the way was she wanted to be able to do more than one pull-up. She told me, I want to do more than one pull-up. I do pull-ups every time I work out my back. I go to failure. I get real sore. I do all this crazy stuff. And I said, okay, here's what you do. Stop doing pull-ups in your workout. Go ahead and work out your back. Reduce the intensity a little bit. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to set up a resistance band on a pull-up bar at home so that you can hook your knee under it, over it. And I want you to do... Three assisted pull-ups that feel moderately intensity. So in other words, nowhere near hard, but not super easy. Just enough to where she could feel it. But she's practicing. Mm-hmm. And I said, I want you to do Going three. full range of motion. Yeah, I said, do three band-assisted pull-ups uh, uh, three, four times a day. Walk by the bar, do three. Go, do, go about your business. If you walk by the bar again, do it again. And, you know, two to four times a day. Just practice that. Within a week, her normal pull-ups went from almost two to five. Five body weight pull-ups. That is a huge boost. That is not out of the ordinary when it comes to people who have never utilized the the uh, effectiveness and efficiency of frequency, frequency training yeah. that is 100 that is actually quite common well we so also you, you want to take bad advantage let's of both. be let's be honest we uh we knew that that that's part of why maps would be so game changer for so many people with the trigger sessions we knew that okay most people, even people that kind of understand the frequency principle, really haven't applied it or programmed it, mm-hmm. you know, because I have never seen a program with it before. No. Not to not to take advantage of it to the level that we do with the trigger sessions and the way we've designed the foundational sessions is that it really ramps up their frequency. And we know that if most people aren't doing that, that they're going to see this. Huge, and that's why so many people go through it. It's also why we can have a... 30 day money back guarantee is that we're like, okay, we know that 90 plus percent of people that go through this are not only going to be happy and noticed, but they'll be like, whoa. Yeah. And that's that's why I would argue too, that like probably it is uh, better to do it uh, more throughout the day because you know, that's something you like most, the majority of people probably haven't ever done. Well, there's two ways to look at this. I feel like, so if you know, like, okay, dedicating one hour of my day to my lifting, whatever it may be, right, whatever your goals may be, and you know during that one-hour time that you you accomplish X, Y, and Z, and what I mean by X, Y, and Z is the amount of sets, the amount of reps, and the, and the amount of muscle groups that you work. So let's just say, hypothetically, your, 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 tip, your goal right now is to build your butt or something or build your chest, and so the amount of sets – and volume, reps, total, everything that you you do in that one hour that that contributes to building this area or building this muscle that you that you want to focus on. Now, if you took that exact same amount 
and spread it out over the day or, or, sp- or the week or the week. Exactly. Right. Because you, yeah, exactly. You're not looking at just the day you're looking at. You did that in that one hour. If you spread that over a week, you're going to see more benefits by increasing the amount of times that you do it, just keeping the same. The and same. then the reality is, if you do it more frequently, you're actually going to be able to increase volume it's, very it's, easily. It's too. mind mind blowing uh, when you do it like and by the way, there are now several studies that compare a body part being worked once a week for, say, 20 sets to the same body part being trained three days a week with 20 total sets. That's so what, what Adam, I mean. You what could say this, yeah. It's the same amount of work. The difference is you're working it more frequently, and it's conclusive. It's more effective. And you, build, you build more muscle. So, so that, that we know, science, right? Science has proven that already. Yeah. But then what we don't talk about is actually, and this is where the trainer experience comes in, is I know from experience that when you have somebody do it more frequently, they're more likely to do more volume too. So then you get this like extra benefit of, hey, if I'm training my legs, you know, three times a week instead of one hard time a week for an hour long, guess what? I felt so, so and, and what I'm, what I'm saying is this. I remember like when the first time this like went off for me is I trained, you know, roughly 15 to 25 sets or so of legs on leg day and it was a fucking nightmare it was like i dreaded it every week but i knew i had to do it and being a big tall guy it was like fucking death to train like this but i did it and it would just i would be just nauseous afterwards and then when the frequency light bulb went off i thought okay well if i'm doing a total let's say 20 sets in that hour and now i spread it out over three times then i realized like oh this is easy you know Mm. Six sets. I mean, six sets is something I'm that's so easy, like to knock that out real quick. Like, I got so much more in the tank. So then I would end up doing eight and then 10 and then 12. Yeah, and mentally, then, like, uh, uh, better that is, right? Just oh, yeah. like, you know, on your psyche going into the gym, it's like, you know, the, getting outside of the, I want to just punish myself mm-hmm. all the yes. time. Like, it's just like, it's so refreshing to get to that place in your training. There's where such you a know, smarter way to do yeah, it. Yeah. You know, you know what's going to benefit you without having to, uh, sort of uh, prepare your mind and mental discipline to be able to <laughs> handle a lot of these fucking crazy workouts. And now we have to say this. This is also an important piece of this, okay, is that intensity uh, is inversely related to frequency, though. Okay, so if I'm uh, training, uh, let's mm. say I'm doing trigger sessions, which means I'm doing three times a day, uh, you know, I'm doing a form of exercise on, let's say, my biceps, I can't do them with uh, with uh, high intensity. You will you will fry your body. You'll cause too much damage. It'll hurt you. So, if you're doing something more and more and more frequent, you reduce the intensity a little bit along with it. And so, the more frequent you work something out, the more you reduce the intensity. So, uh, but however, keep in mind, intense workouts are still important. The reason why I said you do both is you do your workout that's hard during the week, but on the days in between. Go ahead and practice exercises or do what we call trigger sessions where you're sending that that real low kind of muscle building signal to the muscle. You're moving it, you're stretching it, you're contracting it throughout the day. So you're getting the both the excuse me, the best of both worlds. Now back in the day, this kind of got convoluted because you had bodybuilders who started taking steroids who could really get away with not sending an, a frequent anabolic signal to a muscle. They could hammer the crap out of it and then rest for a week, and their bodies operate a little bit differently, and that became popular and that's all we've ever focused on so now if you look at all the muscle building routines that are out there they're all based around that that principle of hammer your muscle and then rest for once a week they are fundamentally flawed fundamentally flawed 
for most of you listening right now, if you took your workout, you took your body part split, I don't care if you enroll in MAPS or not, if you just break up your body parts into three workouts, do the same amount of volume for the whole week, you're all going to experience more gains. Most of you will experience more gains. Now, if you want to take it to the next level, you, you enroll in MAPS and you have expert programming. With that said, <coughs> Sal, Comic Fitness says, sell yourself, boy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Once we again. haven't done that enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, we're going to do it again. Why should we buy your programs over any other? Yes, I believe you know what you're talking about, but why buy from you? That's because because uh, you're gorgeous. Because Turn yeah. your sales hat on. Because we're handsome. Yeah. Because uh, we you. actually care about you, Comic Fitness. You know what? Though we need to be. Well, we well, need to be a little bit. Uh, I want to be serious with this for a second. I'm not going to sit here and sell the program. Uh, or but I'll, I'll say this: our background and experience has, is in training thousands of people. We've trained lots of everyday average people. Well, can I stop? Let me stop you here. This is why we started this podcast. You know, let's forget about the programs that we we knew that there's this there's this fucking gaping hole in fitness, and and that doesn't mean that there's not another somebody out there that's really smart that's giving out good information that's not providing a good program. But the the amount of people that are is so fucking small and the irony is the people that are most people don't know who they are because they're not in the limelight it's not the the sexy instagram star who's super yes. popular because he does cool ass videos and he's hella, hella funny and he's super ripped and takes great selfies or has a badass fucking nikon or you know fucking dslr camera that they're shooting with like that's who's giving most of the information out there. So we knew it was going to be like child's play for us. Mm-hmm. We knew when we got into this industry, it was going to be like, this is, there's so many things wrong and there's so many ways that we can help people. And we just chose to go after the one that was going to be easiest for us, where we saw the biggest discrepancy in helping people. Because let's be honest, if we sold programs that didn't change every, a majority of people's lives, then we wouldn't have a real business. But we knew that the gaping hole was, Holy shit. Okay, so these we can't compete with how sexy these guys are. We can't compete how badass their 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 videos are and how funny they are and how young they are and how cool they are. But what we can compete with is the information that they're providing to help people. Well, that's what I was And that was fucking child. And part. also to kind of, you know, piggyback on what Sal was trying to say. It's just like, you know, if if you're solely banking on the fact of like like some of these people that look like they're just super reputable because they uh, they portray everything that their body is what their market is, right? They're, they're, they're selling themselves. They're selling mm-hmm. themselves through their body. They're selling themselves through what's worked for them specifically. But you got to take into account how many people they've worked with underneath them. They, they're a master of themselves, mm-hmm. right? Right, so they're a master. They've mastered that, and they've they've created an entire Which means doctrine. They're going to connect to some people, right? They're going to connect to. I even people. know people that are like very high level, like uh, thinkers, like holistically, all that above. But they've internalized the entire process based around themselves. Which I think is a flaw. That's a big flaw because it becomes their truth and they apply it to everybody. Yeah. And even even I did that when I first when I first became a trainer. That's how I trained well, people. Well, that's I why we people. know so well exactly. because if we fucking went down the exactly. same path. And, and so what you're going to run into um, in this industry of people who sell programs is you'll either run into the you know sexy fit model 
and they'll put out a workout that kicks your ass. That's the basis behind it. This is what they say. This is going to kick your ass. Is what I do. This is what you should do. Or they're going to give you workouts that work well for them, which I hate to break it to you. 99% of you uh, are, are not anywhere near the genetic potential that these people have nor have access to the drugs that they have and all that stuff. So you're just not going to respond like they do. Or number three and four, you'll get an academic individual who's got lots of study and work. You know, I've done all these studies. And I know all this stuff, but they don't have any real world experience, which plays a major role in influencing how you train people, which tends or, to be who or, we that tends to be who we pick on most or battle with because we don't really waste our time much with like the kid who's coming up who's got a million followers and has is putting out right. shit programs. Well, and last, we, atten- we tend to attack or aggressively come after like those PhDs and the and the people out there that are using that to their advantage to mm-hmm. well, you know. Pitch some they, they just they just don't have that experience of working with a lot of average people, and then last you'll get these professional trainers who have trained lots of people, but the people that they train are competitive bodybuilders mm-hmm. or high level athletes. And that's it. There's a big. Let me tell you something right now. High level athletes yeah. are highly motivated. Great genetics will do everything you tell them. They They're do not easy. have. They do not represent the average person. Now we've been trainers and we've trained. Most of the people we've trained are everyday people. Most of the people we train are people like you. I'm sorry, get in better but shape. high level athletes are fucking easy to train. It's super easy. Get out of here. You just tell them what to do, and they do it. Or you add something, you change something, and then their body responds. Yeah. The average person is an is an enigma to figure out. A, you got to figure out how to keep them consistent. You got to figure out how to get their body to respond. Their body's not going to respond like a genetically gifted athlete. You got to deal with imbalances and injuries. You got to deal with all these. Th- oh, and by the way, they don't have a million hours a week that they could spend in the gym. Oh, by the way, they're not going to freaking eat pre-portioned out. Meals oh, by all the, the time. way, they don't yeah. get good sleep. Oh, by the Oops, way, they got to deal with their psychological factors in the whole. Oh, yeah. by the way, they have all this stress at work. Oh, by the way, you know right. what I'm saying? They're like, the average person. Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's and, that's and real so our, people. Our, we when we put together programs or whenever we give advice it's based on all of those things all those things we have all those things we've worked with lots of people uh thousands of people we've done we've done all we've taken you know we've learned a lot so we know the science behind them all but really a lot of it is experienced in training everyday people so i can take the average person and i can train them better than most people well the hardest part the hardest part that we all had and the dilemma i mean let's be part of the reason why it took so long for us to start to monetize the business was we were hung up on, you know, we see this problem with cookie cutter diets, cookie cutter programming, and we know we need to solve this problem, but we can't just like kind of solve the problem and kind of solve the problem would be just write a better program, right? Just put a better program out there that actually will benefit more people than what most of them out there, which actually is not that hard. The hard part was to go on the total opposite extreme of what they represent and say, listen, we don't believe in anything cookie cutter. So then how do you do something that's on the internet that's for everybody? Well, you've got to make it malleable. You've got to, you've got to have modifications and you have to encourage that through people. So what we had to do was how do we give a program where we're not just telling people go do this, we're saying learn from this. Yeah, and then also, you know, from the consumer aspect, like how can I, you know, buy into this program, find out more about myself? 
So I want to go through this program and understand myself on a deeper level. So now this makes more sense to me. Therefore, I can, now I can apply all these new concepts. And deeper sounds spiritual, but you don't mean spiritual by that. Deeper, you mean like you've more. got so much, no. so much more going on with your body than you probably realize. Exactly, like more like... So you don't you don't necessarily need to always depend on uh, some professional being over your shoulder and 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 guiding you through the experience. Whereas you can do it yourself. You can do it yourself. Every yeah. like I, I feel like it's a difference between being talked down to versus having a conversation. Right. And I feel it's like the- we're trying to have a conversation with you and help you to understand things at a deeper level versus just blasting you with what you're doing. God, wrong. what a great way to and, deliver and, and that. That's so true. And it's the, it's that saying, right? Teach a man to fish versus give him some fish. Like Absolutely. If you have the tools, here's the thing like uh, and you know I we've said this before, right? Like the key to uh, the health epidemic in this country is not just telling people what to do. It's teaching them to do it for themselves. It's teaching them to live that lifestyle for themselves. If people can get that aspect down, we won't have an epidemic anymore because the information is out there. A lot of the right information is there's yeah. definitely shitty information, but there's a lot of it. if people if people understood how to connect to their body and really figure these things out along the way and have some guidance that helps them figure these things out along the way, we'll see the help the health epidemic become uh, uh, cured. We'll see that it becomes solved. But if they, if if people keep telling people what to do specifically and giving them these cookie cutter things, and you know the the intentions behind a lot of these programs are, I, I'm I'm literally telling you guys right now, I, I know I've sat in on some of these big production programs, and they literally are the discussions literally are go around. Ooh, let's put this here. That'll really kick their ass. And oh my god, they're going to get so sore if we do this or that. Looks too easy. Let's throw this in there because we want people to really yeah. be sweat. This is the conversations that they have. It, it has nothing to do with. Hold on a second. We've trained this recruitment pattern. Oh my god, that's we, Jillian Michaels. Yeah, we need to throw, <laughs> we need to throw in this movement here to offset that. Otherwise, they're going to create imbalance here, and yeah. that that's a lot of intensity. The following workout needs right. to be less intensity and more mobility. Or like, oh, that would and, be a great that would yeah. be a great exercise. But we both we all know, you know, that fucking more people than not we'll are going are to do that wrong and actually end up hurting themselves or or training a poor recruitment pattern, which is then going to hinder. It's the rest like of this. feeding people what tastes good versus what what's healthy. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? It's the same thing. Not to, ma- but it, I will it, say this: it but does it's taste like, good too. Yeah. Well, it does. It tastes better once you get into it. But yeah. like, you know, like I bring up Julian Michaels because sweat ink irritates the fuck out of me. Because the reason being is because what they're doing is they're trying to play into consumer uh, preconceived notions of what fitness is. Right. It's and horrible. so what they're doing is they're reinforcing all these ideas. That uh, as I'm here, I'm a passenger, and I need to experience a certain thing. I need to, I need to like be sore. I need to sweat a certain amount. You know, I need to have a certain amount of entertainment involved, and like all these things. They like I, it needs to happen for me to even have a good time, or like you know, experience a good fitness program. Whereas it's like. You know, like th- this is not what the message that you know we're trying to portray here. Exactly, and we're also because we love you. Yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, if you like Mind Pump, leave us a five star rating and review on iTunes. If we pick your review, if we like it and we pick it, you'll get a free Mind Pump T-shirt. Also, push stop right now. Go to YouTube, subscribe Mind Pump TV. It's the best fitness channel on YouTube. We give you a free brand new video every single day. Also, Instagram Mind Pump Radio. My personal page is Mind Pump Sal. Adam has one. It's Mind Pump Adam. 
and you can see Justin at Mind Pump Justin. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.